This is an addendum to the three-part series on Matthew's Little Apocalypse that I'm doing to address something that I did not address while doing the series, and that is Matthew's or Jesus's use of the term the elect, and also in the parable of the sheep and the goats where Jesus says, come you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But that language, the elect and come inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, that seems to imply something that modern Christians, modern Western Christianity has identified as predestination. So it might make us wonder, did, did the, the gospel writers or Jesus believe in predestination? Now, the term predestination, of course, comes out of Calvinism, which is a movement within Western Christianity, so it is rather late within Christianity. But there is language in the Bible that seems to support that kind of theory, that everything is uh, uh, predestined. We are all predestined either to be saved or to not be saved, to go to eternal damnation. That would be, that's the main concern of predestination. But I think it's, uh, and I didn't have, I'm not an expert on predestination. I studied a little bit of it in seminary, but I'm not a Calvinist. I didn't grow up in it. And I, so I don't, I don't really understand it. But I think the idea is that everything is predetermined. Uh, Everything, everything is predestined. That's my idea, but I could have it wrong. So, and my apologies to Calvinists out there. So, um, but scholars have studied this in the Bible. Like, what did the biblical writers believe? And there is a fair amount of literature on this. And scholars use the term predeterminism, not predestination, to, to, in part, to separate those two, uh, because predestination is a, is a more recent religious movement within Christianity. But predeterminism is what scholars talk about. And, um, you know, th- there are papers written on it. You can Google and find a lot that's written on it. But what scholars seem to have come to, the little that I've been able to look into it, I'm not an expert in this, but what scholars seem to have uh, come to is that, uh, the conclusion they've come to is that the biblical writers seem to believe in something they call soft predeterminism. The word that's often used for that is compatibilism. And it's called compatibilism because it's the idea that free will and predeterminism are compatible with each other. Both can be true at the same time. It's a paradox. Uh, Now, there, I think, may be different ways of working that out, and there may be different versions of compatibilism according to the writer or era that you're talking about. But that's basically what scholars, in my understanding, have come to. Again, I'm not an expert on this. You can Google it. There's an actual Wikipedia article on it that's pretty good to get you started. There are journal articles written on it. And if you can't read the journal, sometimes you can access the journal articles depending on what the source is. Sometimes a scholar will publish it on their website or some other place and you can actually access it. Other times you can't access it because it's in a journal and you need to have a subscription to that journal or be part of an institution that subscribes to it. But uh, even if you can't access the actual journal, you can always read the abstract. 
you so you click on it and you read the abstract and the abstract is the summary of the article and for most of us that's really good enough uh, in fact it's really nice because you don't have to read the whole article most of us don't want to go that deep and so the abstract is good enough um, so you can you can google that you can read about compatibilism uh, soft determination uh, so the idea that free will and predeterminism are compatible. And that seems to be what a lot, a lot of the biblical writers believed and and therefore maybe what the author of Matthew believed. Now, I want to say in addition to that, I think that's sort of the background, but Matthew, I think, is using the term the elect because it can also be translated the chosen because Israel understood itself as the chosen. So, I think Matthew is using that for the followers of the movement because at some level they understand themselves as the new Israel or Israel reborn. Um, this is a, a Jewish movement. This movement is rooted in Israel. And so they understand themselves as Israel reborn. So they're going to refer to themselves as the elect, as the chosen, because that's the way Israel uh, Jews uh, have historically referred to themselves. So I think that's actually the main thing going on. And then in the background is this belief in soft predeterminism or compatibilism. Uh, although, of course, they wouldn't have called it that. So that's what's going on there, I think. Um, that's all I have to say about it. Again, you can Google it and research it for yourself. But I did want to address it because it's it's there. It's used... Uh, it, it's It's somewhat... It really... I don't know if I would call it prominent, but it's definitely there uh, more in the little apocalypse than it is in uh, the rest of Matthew, although it does occur in other parts of Matthew. But the little apocalypse, um, you see it a lot more. So I, I didn't want to go without addressing that. So there you have it. Thanks. Have a good day or week or wherever you are and be blessed.